Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Unwiring Minds. I'm Raquel Pazberja, your host, and today we have Dr. Helen Ofosu, who is a work and business psychologist that focuses on executive and career coaching, as well as an HR specialization. She is going to be talking today about how important it is to have the correct mindset in a workplace, whether that is that you're approaching a new job, a new career, or that you are trying to make sure that your mindset is correct in the career that you are right now. So I'll let her get right to it. All right. Well, Raquel, thanks so much for inviting me to be a guest on your podcast. I love this idea of rewiring minds. And I think how it applies in the work that I've been doing is helping people who are dealing with um, high stakes opportunities. Often that means um, preparing for uh, panel interviews or even one-on-one interviews where it's for a job they really, really want or a senior role in particular. And so of course, you know, in these instances, many people feel more worried, more anxious than usual. So for sure, the easiest remedy is basically a really precise Um, preparation as a way to kind of offset that anxiety. And I usually make sure that my practice sessions are tougher than real interviews, because for so many years, I was on the other side of the table. I was the person creating the questions, developing the uh, scoring criteria. So I really know what hiring managers are looking for. And when people feel confident that they are well prepared to demonstrate what they know and what they're capable of certainly, you know, takes the temperature down a lot, makes it a lot less anxiety provoking. And another thing that I like to do is uh, sort of interrupt um, unhelpful self-talk. So a lot of people will say, I never do well in interviews, or I always get invited to interviews, but I never get the job. So I always remind them to say, up until now, I haven't, you know, gotten the results. But up until now, they also haven't prepared this way. And I think another thing that's really common is, uh, especially with people who are underrepresented. So whether that's Black people, other racialized people, Indigenous people, Uh, members of the pride community, whatever, if they feel like they're really underrepresented in their workplace, sometimes they can feel as if when they get opportunities, it's because they have a certain identity. And that's just such an awful thing. It robs them of all of their joy and excitement that they should be getting because they've earned this place. So sometimes we'll talk through Uh, other examples of when other people have gotten opportunities that really they should have been tokenized for and they weren't. So you're a student, so I'm sure you remember a couple of years ago that whole scandal that came out with the uh, college admissions. Yes. And so I'd like to use that as an example because those kids, they wouldn't have needed to have all that help if they actually were qualified. Right. So these were kids whose parents were celebrities or really rich, who really played the system or gamed the system, had fake portfolios created for them. Maybe they had other people writing their admissions tests, uh, big donations disguised to make them not look like bribes. But whatever the details were, these were people who didn't deserve to be in these elite university programs. 
But when they got their shot, guess what? They went and they did the best they could with those opportunities. Admittedly, those kids who probably didn't deserve those places took them from people who probably did deserve those places and had played fairly. But the point is that when underrepresented people get a chance, they carry a whole lot of stigma sometimes, unfair stigma. Whereas these other kids, they didn't deserve to be where they were, but they didn't care. They just, they just gave it their all with what they had. So I like to remind people, especially people who've been at it for years and years and years. So these are not students. These are people who are experienced and qualified and they have, they have earned their place. So I remind them to just take their shot, right? Because other people, when they get a chance, whether it's through favoritism, nepotism or whatever, they don't care. They just make the most of it. Exactly. Yes, yeah. I feel like at the end of the day, um, everybody needs to take all the opportunities that they're given. Even sometimes, as you said, it's because of some sort of thing that's in their favor. And even when all odds are against one, we always have to try to like strive for the best and our best selves. I completely agree. And so how do you think that this mindset is then applied, not only like trying to get to the job, but also once you're in it? What do you think is the mindset similar to what you're saying? I think the big reminder is kind of just understanding what we're worth, right? Because sometimes it's easy to be under, uh, underestimated or, or overlooked or passed over for opportunities. And sometimes all of that, when it happens again and again and again, kind of seeps in and makes us think that we actually aren't as good as we are. Right. So reminding people that just because somebody doesn't see your value doesn't mean you're not valuable. And maybe, you know, in those circumstances, if in that one organization, somebody's not being recognized for what they're capable of, making a point of uh, reaching out and trying to apply for other opportunities with another employer who does see what they're worth. And usually when people start uh, either applying or interviewing or even talking to recruiters who see how much they can contribute, starts to create a, a very different impression of the person themselves. Because that's the thing, it's terrible when other people underestimate, our, underestimate us. But if we internalize that too much and we start to believe it, it's, that's the big crime, I think. Yes, and how, because you also sort of coach people that are going towards an interview, as you're mentioning. Do you mm -hmm. think, like, to what extent do you think that that confidence and that um, feeling that you are worth it is going to help you in whether it's a job interview or interviews of any sort high stakes um, as you mentioned presentations or activities I think it's everything you know because I've seen so many people who are so capable and it's because they've been you know they've basically been done dirty at work for too many years that their self-confidence is way out of proportion. It's way too low considering what they're capable of. And sometimes this is also linked to the imposter syndrome where when people get an opportunity, they somehow don't think that they actually deserve it. And they kind of wonder, you know, is, am I a fraud? 
is someone going to realize that I don't really deserve to be here? And all of that's just, it's just harmful self-talk because usually these are people who are more than capable. Yes, I think it's also a challenge that a lot of people face, especially because there's input from so many different sources now, like whether it is society or whether it is in the workplace, it feels like there's so many things that are forming opinions about us that at the, that at the end of the day, we kind of start believing them and start bringing us down. So um, another question that I have is, do you think that by trying to work on reducing imposter syndrome, syndrome and the sort of the idea of imposter syndrome that you can really help build your, your personality, your confidence in a workplace? I think so. And I think half the battle is realizing that just because you have some self-doubt doesn't mean you're not good, right? Recognizing that it affects a lot of people, especially, uh, especially high-performing people, people who are accomplished, and realizing that those people don't let it hold them back. So, so why should we? Yeah. And why do you think that this is happening so much? I mean, I know it's happened for a long time, but especially right now, I feel like it's everywhere. Why do you think that imposter syndrome and the feeling that you don't deserve the things that you are accomplishing, why do you think it's so prominent right now? Well, I think that unlike the past, when we only had traditional media, now we have traditional media, including like television, radio, um, print, and we have social media. And the truth is that some people, and I'm going to use Black folks in particular because it's Black History Month and I'm a Black person, sometimes we're all marinating in all kinds of biases, right? Especially anti-Black racism or whatever other kind of biases. And so when you live and breathe that because everybody's saying things either overtly or covertly that kind of reinforce unhelpful stereotypes, it's easy to start believing it. Right. But marinating in it doesn't mean it's actually true, right? It's just that, you know, there are all kinds of uh, biases that, uh, that keep things a certain way, but it's not necessarily true. And we just need to shake some of that off. But easier said than done, I understand. Yes, that's true. Sometimes it's so it's coming from so many places that it's hard to try to put those feelings aside and realize, no, they're saying things just because, not because that's who I am. Like I'm the one that's supposed to know who I am, not everybody around me. Well, that's it. And people who don't know you don't know you. Exactly. <laughs> they don't get to say. Exactly. That's true. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for being here today. And I think that you definitely have such a great perspective on like how important self-confidence is, how important it is to focus sometimes on ourselves and ignore those voices that are running around in our head um, coming from all different places. So thank you so much for being here. And to our listeners, I will see you next time.